Welcome to this podcast, Private Equity After Credit Crisis. I'm Usman Hayat from CFA Institute, and joining me is the expert on the topic, Professor Tim Jenkinson, who is Professor of Finance at University of Oxford, and he's also the Program Director for the Oxford Private Equity Executive Education Program, which is offered by the Said Business School in partnership with CFA Institute. Welcome, Professor Jenkinson. It's nice to be here. Let me start off by asking you, what are some of the ways in which the credit crisis has had an impact on private equity? Well, I think there were sort of four main ways in which the financial crisis impacted on the private equity sector. The first one, sort of the most obvious one, which is when banks stopped lending, then the whole uh, ability of funds to do leveraged buyouts dried up. And um, that had a huge impact upon the, their you know, ability to deploy the capital that they'd previously raised. So the, the, the period before the, the credit crisis has been, had been one where a lot of money had been raised for the private equity sector, and they found it difficult to deploy. The second main way in which it uh, had an impact was that it became very difficult to exit the deals that you'd previously done, which was uh, a bit of a problem for a sector which is based upon a buy-to-sell model. Then the third uh, way in which the crisis impacted was the simple one of when stock markets fall, um, the last place you want to be in is leveraged equity investing. Equity is bad enough, but highly leveraged equity investing is is, is even worse. And so there are a lot of losses that were being sustained by the funds, which have still not completely worked their way out of the system. And the fourth main area of impact was really to change the economic uh, relationship between the investors and the funds, uh, with very much the funds uh, losing some of their market power relative to the investors. So you've listed four ways in which the credit crisis has had an impact on private equity. Let's take each of these in turn, starting off with the bank financing drying up. How significant was this for the private equity industry? Well, I think that um, the uh, Ability to put a lot of debt into deals is one of the things that really drives the private equity sector. In normal circumstances, the, the mix in the deals is something like 60 to 70% debt and 30 to 40% equity. But the banking crisis led banks to seek to essentially shrink their exposure to the sector. Uh, and so their um, willingness to originate new loans basically dried up. And so for a year or 18 months, it was essentially impossible to, to raise bank financing. Um, and that essentially meant that deals stopped being done because the model of the private equity sector, especially at the, the leverage buyout end, is to use uh, a lot of debt financing. Um, and so the share of private equity in corporate M&A shrank to virtually zero uh, from being about 25% of all corporate M&A. And so that led to a, um, a real problem for the sector because they had raised a lot of money uh, and those funds couldn't really be deployed. And how difficult has it been to exit the investments? The, the difficulty of exiting investments has been a, a huge problem for the sector. This is a buy-to-sell model where you uh, take money from investors, you invest it in firms, try to transform those companies over three or four years and then exit the investment and give the money back to the investors. And 
in the past, there, there's been a, um, certainly before the credit crunch, there was actually uh, a very active market for exiting investments, which led to those firms being turned over pretty quickly. Uh, holding periods of 18 months or two years were quite normal. And indeed, along the way, they were being able to refinance these companies and take some money out by, um, by putting more debt into the companies. All that changed um, with, the, with the credit crunch. And um, not only were firms not able to borrow more money, so to recapitalise the firm, it was also almost impossible to sell to another private equity firm uh, because that made sense when you were selling for a profit. But it's very difficult to rationalise to investors why you should sell to another private equity firm for a loss. And that was about 40% of exits uh, have traditionally been to other private equity firms. And finally, stock markets really haven't uh, recovered in terms of their ability to do IPOs in the last few years. And so the, one of the traditional routes for successful exits, uh, the IPO, really hasn't recovered either. So the, that's created a huge problem for investors because essentially they weren't getting any money back into the um, uh, back from the from the funds and many of these investors ended up being hugely overcommitted to private equity um, and there's some very famous examples where where some investors were ending up you know heading towards a doubling of their of their um, commitment to private equity because they'd assumed a certain flowback rate and when that flowback rate essentially went to zero they became hugely overcommitted. When they became overcommitted, they didn't want to put any more money into the sector. And that's where it's been for the last couple of years. And how would you comment on distressed assets in private equity? Well, looking at the portfolio companies that the, have been bought by the private equity sector, many of those are in tremendous problems today. Um, highly leveraged structures work very well in boom periods when the economy is in good shape. Um, but obviously that goes into reverse when the economy takes a real dive. And so on the one hand, interest rates were very low, which was to some extent good. But the fact that the, um, the world economy went into one of the deepest recessions that we've seen had a huge impact upon the cash flow generation of a lot of these firms and therefore their ability to service the very high debts that had been taken on. Uh, taken on. Now there was one thing that helped them a bit here, which was that during the um, the period before the credit crisis, um, lending terms had, had become unprecedentedly loose. The so-called covenant-like loans meant that it was actually quite hard for some of these companies to default because they didn't have too many covenants that they had to keep hitting. So on the one hand, they were doing very badly, um, but on the other hand, they didn't they, they haven't, many of them have not defaulted yet. Some have, but, but, but maybe not as many as one might have expected. And this led to the creation of a sort of bunch of what we might call zombie-type uh, companies where, where the equity from the funds is sort of deep underwater and yet they're not really defaulting. And those sorts of distressed assets are still being worked out. Uh, some of them have gone, have gone bankrupt and the lenders have taken them over. Some are still being worked on by the private equity sector on the, in the hope that the economy will recover and therefore they, they, they will get out of distress. Um, but there are some, certainly, the, the impact on the returns that are going to be earned by the funds that were raised in sort of 2005, 2006 is going to be huge. There's, this is going to... For many of those funds, this is going to be a bloodbath and you know, uh, many of them won't even return the money that they originally got from their investors.
and how has the balance of power changed in private equity? Well, there's no doubt that the investors, the pension funds and the insurance companies and the like that invest in private equity funds have definitely got the upper hand at the moment. For the reasons that I've explained, it's been very difficult for funds to raise money um, uh, because a lot of the investors are already over-allocated to, to private equity. And so some of the things that we saw in the pre-crisis period, which were you know, what looked like very generous funds being, uh, sorry, very generous fees being charged by the funds on what were becoming extremely large pools of capital, you know, the 10, 15, 20 billion dollar fund charging one, one and a half, you know, percent annual fees, those are under real pressure. And some of the other fees that were being charged by the funds, like um, monitoring fees, transaction fees and the like, which were very unpopular in, with investors, are now, uh, I think, going to disappear to some extent at this stage in the cycle. So definitely at the moment, the investors are looking for a better deal from their private equity funds. And finally, how would you summarise your observations regarding private equity after credit crisis and also share your outlook for the industry? Well, I think the credit crisis has brought home many of the fundamental truths about finance to many of the private equity funds, like you know, the, the impact of leverage on risk uh, and the, the, the need to be very careful about um, uh, liquidity in fund management and the like. But I think that the industry has a good future. Um, the, the, the impact of good private equity funds on the companies in which they invest is, is impressive and investors are increasingly looking for uh, excess returns from their investments and I see that there will be a shakeout from this crisis but I think that the asset class will, uh, exist, and will exist in the future and indeed flourish. This concludes our podcast, Private Equity After Credit Crisis. Thank you Professor Jenkinson for your time and thank you for listening. Copyright 2010, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.